it's Friday. And we're back. Pick hey, up y'all. my words and hit the body saying, Hey. Is that Montel Jordan? Girl, don't do that. Is that Montel Jordan? It's Friday. And I'm ready to sing. Girls and hit the party scene. Like, really, Montel Jordan, Mia. <laughs> I'm so through with you. <laughs> I was like, don't do that to my girl Leah on a Friday. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It is. I have been drinking. I've been drinking. Um, I know what Montel Jordan song you're talking about, though. Yeah, um, it just kind of, the, the whole They are kind of similar. You know, that's why I immediately was like, oh, Montel oh, Jordan. What is that song called? Um, the West Side. Something about the West Side. <laughs> um, and they love this song. This is how we do it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Dun, 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 dun. This is how we do, how we do it. it. It's mm-hmm. Friday night. And okay. That's, that's where there I got is the it Friday from. line in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Leah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh man, it's been a long week. It's Friday evening. So, what is popping in Nashville? Let's hop into it. Nashville City streets. You know, I typically don't be fucking knowing. Uh, (laughs) I don't have anything to say about the OJs because they've already came. Did you Um, go see them, girl? I didn't go see them. No, my sister. All that damn talking about the OJs and you didn't go see them. I don't even know why I did not end up going, but I did not end up going. I would have loved to see the OJs. Um, We have what, um, so in Nashville, for those who don't know, we're known for like music, Kent's Music City. Um, Country music. Country music, all of that stuff. So um, one of our hotels here, our prominent hotels named the Gaylord, they do something every year around the holiday time where they have um, ice sculptures. So you can go take your kids to the Gaylord um, and look at all these different like cartoon characters built in like ice figures. You can slide down an ice slide. Um, We also have where you can see the lights of the town. So like you literally just are sitting in your car and you're driving, just looking at all the lights. It's a thing here. Um, I think it's a thing everywhere because we have it back home too. Okay, so yeah, so that's really. <laughs> I mean, the thing you drive through. <laughs> yeah, you just drive. Through. The I drive mean, through lights. What well, go? We want to drive to see the lights, and they got a little. Yeah, place. yeah, you, you go like seven dollars. Yeah, you got to pay for that shit too, and it'd be a hell of a long line because you know it should be wrapped mm-hmm. around, and everybody's just driving real slow but trying it's to see perfect the Perfect when it's cold and you already yeah. in the car, toasty. It's perfect. I used to love going to the lights. Yeah, yeah. So. It. That's what we've got going on until probably December, uh, January. Um, Didn't the Gaylord have a bomb-ass brunch, if I can recall? Do they have a really good brunch or something? We used to frequent them. Like a seafood brunch. You're talking about... I have distant memories of some... (laughs) Some like crab leg Mother's Day feast or some shit. And yeah, I feel like my mom was in town. Yeah, yeah. I think I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that they do. Because we used to go there for brunch yep. years ago. Um, they had all I the seafood remember their It's a very fancy mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then also there are other um, hotels here that do something really nice. Like the Hilton, they do a nice brunch for Easter 
the Lowe's, they also do a really nice brunch for Mother's Day, like a big, huge spread, crab, waffle station, you know, omelets, like it's a thing. And they even have ice sculptures, me and these ice sculptures. But anyway. Um, yes, yeah. I remember those damn ice sculptures. Ice sculptures. Like it's, back it's, to me. it's a thing. So that's what we got going on this week. Okay. How's the weather out there? Is it cold yet? Um, you know, I hate to tell people like you who are used to cold from like Baltimore and the East Coast and like what basically when I, it's cold to me, yes, but then I also have people where I'm talking to them on the phone, whether it's a client or something who lives in New York, they're like, is it cold down there? And I'm like, yeah, it's freezing. They're like, okay, what, like, what's the temperature? I'm like, eh, about 50, 40. They're like, oh honey they're <laughs> like okay yeah no but so yeah that's getting frigid I mean I'm I'm a Californian after five years now and I'm my body is not used as to adjusted it anymore so it's cold <laughs> it, it's cold for Nashville it's cold because I feel like it's cold here I got a heater yeah. that I put on in the mornings it's freaking cold um you know so cold. edit I'm not from Baltimore but yes Maryland Sorry. it's okay it's okay Maryland. <laughs> nothing wrong with Baltimore shout out Baltimore <laughs> I always talk, I talk about Maryland and Baltimore interchangeably. I know. And it's just the furthest thing it's just from my fur- reality. Yeah, it's just like Baltimore. My whole life you say that. I say, I'm from Maryland. They're like, oh, Baltimore? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, I literally probably went to Baltimore once or twice. It's so, it's like a whole hour away. So it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but okay. Um, what so, is going on down there? LA what was our LA title again our LA category California love (laughs) California love I was like what did you name it that's funny um girl ain't shit going on I'm about to leave and fly to Georgia for Thanksgiving um I've been in hermit mode I've been chilling in the house really the last event I went to was um complex con it was like two weeks ago okay and that was cool. I saw a lot of celebrities just like walking around and ran into some people. But um, yeah, besides that, I've been chilling. Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, sis. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Trying to make plenty of it. I told somebody the other day, I saw a meme and it said, um, I'm tired of having broke people problems. I, I get it. Money doesn't make me happy, but I really want some rich people problems right Girl, now. <laughs> I think you posted that. Didn't you post that, sorry, baby? I think so. I think so. But Girl. I just, it just, it, it spoke that to my whole soul. word. Whole huh? word. I said, that's a whole word right there. A whole word. Like you could just post that for, and let that people eat off that for a month. Like seriously, give me, give me the opportunity to see what it's like to be rich and have those issues. It's coming. It's coming, sis. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot going on. A lot has been going on. Hot, y'all. The tea is hot. What is so? What's the tea, sis? Well, what, what are we getting into first? The first thing I want to talk about that I'm sure you want to talk about. It's like the most recent right now. I feel is this whole love and hip hop drama with Princess Love and Ray J. Yes. And they are making a mockery of their marriage <laughs> on social media right now. I really don't know. I don't know if it's scripted. I don't know if it's part of the whole storyline. I don't know what's up. But Love & Hip Hop has had a hell of a year, all right? Because I don't even watch Love & Hip Hop anymore, and I still know everything that's going on because they're, like, all in the media. Mm-hmm. So from this April Little Fizz viral mess and then now this, um, Ray J and Princess Love, they're publicly 
fighting. Apparently, Ray J left Princess Love, and yeah, she's pregnant, <laughs> and uh, she has like a two-year-old daughter. And apparently, Ray J left them stranded in Las Vegas or something, and he went on some binge. I don't know, strip club binge or gambling binge. I, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. We just know that they're bickering back and forth. He blocked her. She came on his, his page underneath her, her daughter's Instagram name <laughs> and told him that he, she was ready for a divorce. Um, yeah, they've been going back and forth for a few days on Shave Room. So. I feel so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the most tedious argument ever. Like, it's the most, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, I guess it's just so non-important. I mean, I just feel like it's very, when, when it came out, because I saw it from a picture that the Shade Room posted, and it was Ray J posting all three of them, I guess, from the award show. And underneath, in, you know, it was like, uh, Princess Love was like, oh, so now you want to scream family? Now you want to talk about family? But you going to leave us stranded? And so I thought it was like how Chrissy Teigen jokes with John Legend. Like, oh, uh, you know, it joke. I thought it was initially, that's what I'm saying, like initially, that's why I feel so uncomfortable right now because I'm like, is this a thing? Like this really, they really are arguing like, like, so anyway, I don't know. I just feel like every time somebody puts something out as it relates to in their situation, I'm like, why do we need to know this? Like, do you guys not talk to each other? Like, don't seem like it. You don't talk to each other. You're, you're explaining to us why you left her or why you didn't leave her. Well, clearly it seems like she's blocked. So I'm sure he blocked her number too, which is probably why she's on social media trying to reach out and speak to him. Girl, I'm going to let you know when I I saw the post, the initial post on Shea Room, I did not think it was a joke. I was like, huh, I knew this already because I just, my mind went right back to when he pushed her in that pool. No man pushed you in the pool like that. Like he pushed you in the pool, walked away. Like you could have bumped your head. You were choking up water. He didn't give a damn. (laughs) He just disrespected you. You're right. The utmost. And that was fucking eight years ago. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I would have hoped that they have grown because they're a beautiful family. They're, they have gorgeous, you know, child. Um, and she's pregnant. So, I would hope oh. that they would get it together. But, I don't know. I feel like that, once a person loses said- respect for you, it's just, all, it's just downhill. Well, and then also, I think, though, that somewhere I was reading that she mentioned she wants, she doesn't want to be married anymore or something like that. Did you see that part? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I wouldn't want to either. If that's how you've been treated in your marriage, that's all you know. So that's what you think marriage is. And she just probably don't want to be married to him no more. Yeah. It's not surprising. It's just, well, it's just crazy, too. It goes back to what people post, like they post the good things. So for me, as an outside person, I've always had AJ, Ray J in my mind as the person that I've seen (laughs) him all these years, like as the bachelor, the single, even when he was serious (laughs) with somebody, it was still kind of like a joke just because of like how he moved. And so here in the last probably three years, I've from the outside looking in, I'm like, God, he's, he seems like, you know, a pretty stand-up guy now. Like he's really trying to do the right things. He's trying, but again, it goes back to, you don't know what happened. You don't know what be going on behind these people's doors. Mm -mm. you know what I'm saying so like even her even though she's pregnant again 
I would assume based on all these pregnancy maternity shoots and them together and appearances, like, you know, they're built, they're continuing to build their family. So this was just a huge shock in a sense, not that it couldn't happen to them because this type of stuff is common for them. But for me, I was just like, wow, like clearly they're still, they haven't progressed from the relationship standpoint that much from years ago, I guess is the aha moment for me. Um, but yeah, that totally yeah. sucks. If I would have hoped her. it was better, but I mean, I don't be believing Instagram and stuff anymore. <laughs> like from what it looks like on the outside, I'm just like, mm-mm. Girl, right. All Any of it, people. all of it's fake. You can't even, honestly, you can't even believe what you see anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like in person, like people out here straight be flodging. They be, you know, faking. What do you call it? Capping. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, people, the one thing that we know, and I'm gonna tell you this, that you posted recently, I think it was today, well, yeah, it was today, the Drake quote, pinky ring until my wedding ring or something, and then it was like, everybody mm-hmm. I know is in a miserable in marriage, and I'm good where I'm at, something like that. I was like, yeah. that is real as hell, because before yeah. I got married, I can't say that I know just all these, like, happily married people. That doesn't mean that they're, they don't have happy moments or whatever, but for the most part, the consensus about people who are married are either don't do it yeah, or make sure you're really, really, really ready. Make sure that the person is like, this is the one you want to go through things with. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I don't know a lot of whole lot of married people that are just like, you know, so Girl, it's a struggle. Um, I want to believe in love, you know, the old me really is. I love love and I do love love. I do love to see two people in love. Yes. You know, but I just think sometimes it's just like a moment. It's not a lifetime. Leading, it's like leading. <laughs> I would love to see that lifetime love, you know? I just don't know if that is attainable. I want it to be. I would love to see it, but it just seems like love has expiration date. Or the relationships have an expiration date, you know, and it's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make it any less valuable, but is it like, can you really get that for a lifetime? Like, you know how our parents' parents were like, they were married forever when they got married or when they got together, it was throughout their entire life. And not to say those were the best marriages because those were damn sure sometimes the worst marriages, but it's still just like, what are the two options? Is it be with someone forever and be miserable? Or is it, you know, hop in and out of relationships finding temporary love or is there a third option you know I don't know I do believe that there's that third (laughs) option and I say that because my sister and um her husband obviously you know them so that's why I had to say that for the viewers oh yeah but they really are genuinely happy together like they've gone through a lot of shit but like they are to see them and how they interact with each other and all these years about like, you know, how he takes care of so many different things, how she takes care of him, like just the love they have for one another. I've never seen it. it that's like movie. And it's not even that they're right. this romanticized couple. They're very much a real couple. <laughs> you know, my brother-in-law, he is very unfiltered. He's not a cookie cutter guy. My sister, she's a little bit more on the docile side. However, she does speak up and you know so it's not like they've had to sacrifice who they truly are to be together um and they've been together for 20 years he just 
upgraded her ring, um, which is beyond beautiful. He came to my house to see if she would like it. And I'm thinking like, they should have a, um, y'all, you really try to ask me if she gonna like this ring. Here I am crying. I'm not even getting the ring. You (laughs) come over here to ask me if you think she gonna like this damn ring. Nah, bruh. Nah, she gonna hate it. So I know it was amazing. But no, like seriously, just to your point though, like I do think, I do believe that there's a third option. I just feel like it's so rare. And now, and again, they're a couple that started 20 years ago. So if in my right. sister said it time and time were again, they the like, last generation? Yeah, and my sister <laughs> says, my sister says it all the time. She's like, if I were to have to get out here and date in today's world, God help me, girl. She's like, so I think that has something to do with it too. You know, like we've moved into this new generation where relationships aren't really celebrated, marriage isn't really honored. Um, do you know what I mean? Like now yeah. everything is everything communication is lost because every text in we're shortcutting words where it's just so many distractions it's harder to connect with people i think it's harder to have a genuine true connection with someone these days so god help us all (laughs) god help us all god bless ray j and princess hopefully they will work it out if it's meant to be but if they're miserable please don't stay any longer than you have to please yeah i mean but i'm sure i'm not i've never been pregnant but i'm sure like i think she's like pretty close to being due she got to be somewhat like hormonal or just like emotional you know what i'm saying she could just be a little bit overly emotional not saying she don't have valid reasons to be upset i'm sure she does but i'm sure that plays a part of it it doesn't it doesn't help the situation being lonely and nine months pregnant i'm sure you're gonna be fucking emotional so yeah God bless them. Speaking of um, the whole pregnancy thing, though, um, the whole Portia, did you see, have you caught up to Housewives? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Apparently, Portia is wanting to get married on camera. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I was wondering, like, why they were public. It just seems like she was done with him. And, um... The fact they reconciled, I feel like there got to be some type of motive. Why do you think she was so, because like Candy said, she was like, um, Candy was like, I mean, are you upset about the cheat? She was like, not to diminish that the cheating isn't, she was just like, but. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you feel like we want, should know? Not saying that cheating is, but Portia's been cheated on with, by several you know, from her ex, you know, so yeah. this one cheat or what, we don't know. I'm just saying like, I wonder if it, it's if not how even she just felt cheating. It's just like the pregnancy thing. Probably uh, my thing is, to, I think there's a disconnect there and everybody can feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why mm-hmm. like Candy's like, okay, you being honest and telling it all right now. Is this the only thing? Because it, yes. it just seemed like she was so ready to be done with Dennis anyway and on top of that before the cheating before all of it you know she was hesitant she didn't want to move in with him she didn't want to do that it's like she barely really liked him to me me looking at it from the outside looking in it didn't seem like she really was that into him as we have seen Portia be into other people from the past okay it seemed like it was more like she wanted to have a baby she wanted to be in love she wanted it 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 all fits from the outside looking in but it seemed like something was missing and candy picked up picked up on that that's why she's like is this it is it just the cheating because you seem done done like 
it's you know like it was too quick and then it was for, and for him to ask for the ring back if he cheated i'm confused like, no, no, you can ask man. all you want to baby but the fact that you actually gave it to him was the that's issue a telltale sign like what's you really can going ask on all day every day for this ring but will you get it back but why would you ask if you're the one cheating and you want to be forgiven and you want to reconcile why would you ask the woman you love for the ring back wouldn't that further piss her off after your ass been caught cheating it's yeah. things aren't making Some, sense something is not adding up being left out some <laughs> shit is being left out and it's not adding um, up yeah it's not adding up um and i i really felt bad in this last episode just the conversation um between portia and her sister because you know her sister had gone through something similar apparently with her yeah child's father and um you know this really just ties back to just literally what we were saying a second ago about marriage in relationships and like what's real what's not real you know when to fold when not to fold how do you know when to continue to fight for something is it real is this genuine like there's so many different layers and components that are like make up this whole relationship thing between two people that as it relates to Portia I really empathized with her as she was talking about it because I felt like god she's really hurt like whatever it is that's gone on whatever it is pregnancy hormonal like this this girl was so damaged in a and I personally also to believe um a little bit it could be that she probably really wasn't into him like that in the beginning and so the fact that she let her guard down maybe to now be like okay it took me some time to get here with you um and now that we're here, I really am in love with you, or I really do want this to happen. And then now I find out that you did this to me when, you know, because there are some people that feel like they do you a favor, unfortunately, by surrendering to you. No, If you know somebody's totally into you and it's taking you a while to catch up where they are, and then, you know, you're finally like, okay, I'm in. And then now you do something to me where I'm like, nigga, you know, it took me forever to even realize I fucking loved you. Like, how dare you do this to me? I think, I think probably some of that has something to do with it too. Like the nerve of him, like the nerve, like, yes, it was a cheat. It was a cheat during my pregnancy. That's really fucked up. But how dare you? Like, you know, so I do think that there's just more to the story that we just don't know. It's and definitely more to the story. I don't know. I just don't know. And I don't know if it's just because of maybe it got public. It can't, it, you know, like. But the, 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 this is the other part of it, though, too. She didn't know, mind you, in like the first and second episode, she did not know um, he actually slept with somebody. There was only speculation. Then when she went to therapy in this last episode to hear it come out of his actual mouth. So my thing is she was distraught before she allegedly found out that yes, he did in fact sleep with somebody during But I didn't take I didn't take it like that because the oh, okay. first time so when she she said that he cheated because she said that he cheated um before that therapy session, she was like, you know, that's why they had broken up. She told Candy and them that he cheat that he cheated. And when they told her that it wasn't that that lady, whoever lady came up to Candy in the restaurant. A Portia was like, I mean, that wasn't who it was with anyway. Like oh, she okay. said it in okay. that clip. She was okay. like, well, that wasn't, she was like, I understand it's not her, but it was somebody else. Like, it's like, she already knew it was somebody. I got from the therapy session that she was pissed about the timeline of it because 
she okay. was like, oh, while I was pregnant? Like, she didn't yeah. think it was while she was pregnant. She thought it and was And then he also after. made mention that, like, you you weren't emotionally available. And she's like, I was emotionally, she was looking through her timeline of photos of when this allegedly happened. And she's like, oh, this was, like, intentional cheating. Like, this right. is, like, she was like, I was present and pregnant, belly and everything. I was still present, nigga. We were still going mm-hmm. out. You know, I was still available. I was not being a bitch. Like, and you still intentionally planned to cheat. You didn't just bump into somebody and knock her down. Like, you literally left me to go meet up with someone else. So I I do get that. And then the worst part was like, he, I I don't know. I just, I can't get over this whole ring thing. Like, how dare you? If you cheated on me, how are you going to ask me for the ring back? That's like, you're done with the relationship. Is it not? Like, I don't, is it I know not? several, I know, I know, I know, I've heard, I'll say I've heard of people that take the rings back and they get back together. They do it all the time. I know, but it's like, if you want to be forgiven, why would you take the ring back? Well, I see you taking the ring back if you don't want anything to do with them. That's mean, that's like, okay, you leaving me, I'm done too. Like, give me the ring. Like, it's not like I'm begging for forgiveness. It's not like I give a damn. It's like, you go about your way and I go about mine. I'm just saying, though, that doesn't seem like the action of a man who's begging someone for forgiveness and trying to get back in the good graces of his fiance who he got caught cheating on. That seems like a nigga that don't care. <laughs> is all I'm saying. It seems like he doesn't give a damn. Leave today, leave tomorrow, leave next week. I don't care because I'm going to take that ring and pawn it or whatever. You know, and then also the fact, and she made mention of this, she was like, there was nothing wrong. She was like, I'm looking at our pictures. We're happy. We're smiling. We did the first sonogram. We did this. She was like, so we weren't even having issues and you cheated. So that's like, you just cheating just to cheat. Like we're not, we're in a good place or I thought we were in a good place. So now it's yeah. like, is it even real? Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. one thing to cheat when y'all are in a bad place and you are out right. of connection and both of y'all feel right. that. But when right. one person feels like everything's going the right. greatest it could go and this is the romance of my life and then someone cheats, that's an extra layer of like betrayal because it's like, damn, you were faking this shit. Like I can't even tell when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like that's, and I feel like that's what she was telling to her sister when she was like, it's fake. It was like, it was fake. And her sister was like, it wasn't fake. You know, some people just cheat. And she's just like, there was nothing wrong. So that is going to make me think it's fake when we were just at the doctors talking about, oh, I love you, babe. I love you. And then you went out and fucked somebody. It doesn't seem authentic. And I feel her on that. And it just seems like this is red flag, red flag, red flag. And I would hate for Portia to get married and then like two years later be divorced and everything's public and she got to relive the wedding on camera and all types of shit trying to get a check or whatever. I'm sure Bravo is going to offer her half a million, a million dollars to shoot the wedding, whatever it is, you know, but it's almost like flashback to Cynthia and um, Peter when she knew she shouldn't have married Peter and she still married Peter. You know what I'm saying? And then a few years later, they just fell out. Touche. Peter was so fun to me. Peter was cute. I like Peter's like swag, his energy. Like none of the other guys on that show carry that type of like energy. I'm a man. Like <laughs> no. I you know, I do fuck with Leon though. Leon, I love you don't see him much, but I love I've he's always loved me some Leon. Huh? I said, yeah, I love Leon, but he's barely on there. He's, he's like, barely, on that's what I'm saying. I just I'm just saying as far as like a 
any other guy that I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just like, I love Leon. And the fact it's that you can the, the thing, the funny thing about it is you just say his first name. You don't have to say Leon Davis, whatever his last name. You just say Leon and everybody know who the motherfucking Leon is. I don't even know his last name. <laughs> I don't either. I just <laughs> know him about Leon and all his black cinema. Okay. Yeah, when you say Leon, people be knowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Girl. But the so, male presence has like drastically decreased. You know what I'm saying? Like a few seasons ago, it was like the men had their own little storylines, you know? with like Apollo and Greg and whatever. Now it's just like Todd's just running after candy and <laughs> Mike Hills across the ocean and fucking <laughs> Kenya's man is FaceTiming in part-time hubby. Like I can't. <laughs> Woo! Jesus Lord. Oh my God. That is so true. Like it's his so attitude true. is such a mess too. Like that Mark guy. He can't stand Kenya. It's like they can't even stand each other. That's what I got. Well, <laughs> I, I got from it that Kenya does want this, but she knows that it can't continue to happen how it's happening. And he, yeah. what I got from the, um, the talk that they had at the table for breakfast was that Yes, he was deflecting from answering her questions, but I can't say that it was solely because he was just trying not to answer them. I feel like he's very much a private person or as private as he possibly can be. So for, by her like trying to put him in a corner to answer questions that she probably may not get answers to behind the closed doors, maybe she tried to come from an angle like, yeah, nigga, you're on camera. I know you're going to have to answer it this way. And he right. just still deflected. But he probably talks to her. I feel like she knows where he stands. She does know. And I feel like she tries off. to front for the camera. Yeah, when these cameras are off, they've had a conversation. He's probably said, I'm not moving. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. Or if he has told her, I'll think about it, it literally just means I'll think about it. Don't ask me anytime soon if I move it again. So, Girl, I don't think that's even a discussion in real life because she was like... What did she say when he was FaceTiming in? And she was like, oh, when are we going to see you again? I know. Like, I was, he was just like, like oh, we'll see. I am I mortified. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I was like, we'll how is this a marriage? And then on top of that, um, you know, him always wanting the baby around, like, in the bed. Her, his, I guess, what was it? His birthday or something? Yeah. Kenya was like, let's plan, you know, I want to plan a trip for you and I. She was like, well, Brooklyn, oh, the baby's got to go. She was like, you want the baby to go? He was like, absolutely. Like, those are all red flags to me. Like, he's only there for the baby. Like, only that's it. Only there for the baby. And he's making that very clear. I feel bad for Kenya. I don't understand why she has such bad dating she's history. such a pretty woman, too. It sucks, yo. I can huh? say the same about myself, though. Yeah. I know. Dating it's true. Curse. <laughs> Damn. It's true. Um, oh, shit. I don't know. But the what, one thing I'll say about some women, though, like, and I would put you in this category, too, that you're not just going to settle for anything just to say that you have somebody. Like, there are tons of women that choose, um, they choose things or they stay in things. Or what, they, they make certain decisions based on 
loneliness or being alone or being, you know, there's this, you know, it's a stigma that we've always had. Like, oh my God, I'm turning 35. I'm not married, no kids, this, this, this. Oh my God, I'm 40. I still don't. So it's like for some women, those timelines really are important for some people. And so therefore they'll rush into certain, into certain things, um, for the sake of beating that timeline. Um, and I feel like Kenya is one of those women that's like, she's always wanted the baby. She's always wanted the husband and you know, now she's got it and she's, it's just not what it's not. You've got what you asked for, but you didn't ask for the other stuff. Clearly. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I shouldn't say that. She probably did ask for like having a loving husband, nurturing yeah. all that other kind of stuff. But to me, that's implied when I say I want a partner. I don't. Yeah. You know, but sometimes you do have to be specific about what it is that you want. So that way, when things start happening and it's not going the way that you feel like it should go, or you feel like you've invested so much time and it's not progressing, then yeah, you have to cut ties. Otherwise you're going to find yourself alone in a marriage because that happens too. There are people that are lonely in marriage, you know? So I just think people have to put their happiness first. Girl. that's the politically correct thing I'm saying is like ch choose your happiness first um versus you know trying to be happy or making yourself happy with somebody else um right because I feel like he's just so checked out I feel like she's checked in she really wants him to get on board but he's just checked out and you Girl, can't I don't know if he was ever checked in <laughs> well yeah but I'm just saying you can't work with anybody if they're checked out I feel like it has to be a, a, some type of arrangement I'm just going to say it had to be an arrangement because I feel like she just wanted to get married. She didn't want to be unwed and pregnant. So I, that's what my senses is telling me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't know. Before they got married? No, she was, oh. she got married and they got pregnant right after. Pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, at her age, you know, it was a intended effort. It's high risk at 35. So yeah, in your forties, you're damn near, well, yeah, I'm not saying I wasn't talking nothing about the risk, but yes, it is high risk, but I'm saying it was clearly intentional. Like it was clearly oh. like, let's get married. Let's get pregnant ASAP. Oh. So it was clearly part of the plan because gotcha. for her to get married right after that, it's like at that age, it's like they had to go through IVF and all that shit. So I'm sure that it was like a contract, an arrangement. Like he knew he was going to have a kid right away. He knew like, and it seems like right after the kid, it was they're separated. They're getting, is that baby even one? I don't know, but I know. Yeah. I think she just turned one. I think. Yeah. So maybe it was like a year contract. They have the cutest baby. <laughs> oh, like, that baby's every gorgeous. time I see her, I'm like, she is literally a doll baby. Like she is so cute. Yeah. I just can't even take it. You know, she looks like her daddy to me. Yeah. Um, and he called her a little boy. He was like, she looks like a boy. Why did you do that to her hair? I was just I like, catch that. you're so extra. Yeah, he just immediately, he does not like Kenya. He criticizes everything she does. What did he say? College dorm refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he don't need to be on TV. And she's all like, honey. Oh. I can pivot. She said, I can pivot. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you keep trying to make these jokes. And he's like throwing shots. Like. Like he's throwing hurtful shots, like daggers, like damn awkward. Girl. Kudos to Portia and uh, what's his name? Kenny, Danny. Yeah, whatever. 
I'm so glad that Nini's back on this show because it's, I mean, it was just not that entertaining. Just keeping it 100. Mm-mm. I'm gonna need something to pick up and do something soon because I do hate that I feel like she's like outcasted though. Because all she really is, she, I mean, she positioned herself to be in that way. Like, I don't feel bad about it, but it's just, it sucks because Nene is such a big personality that when you feel her presence and then you know she doesn't have really any friends except for Marlo, who doesn't have a peach, which by this point, child, just give her a peach. And it was Cynthia, but Cynthia is with Eva now. Cynthia is not fucking. She was with Kenya. Now she's with Eva. Yeah. You know. I don't know, girl. Pick a side, I just, pick a side Cynthia. <laughs> girl, pick a side, it's, girl. It's too much. It's too much. So, oh uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see where the season goes. So, did you watch these Soul Train Awards? I did. I watched them. I watched them. I know you did, girl. I didn't watch them, but there is some drama from them that I do want to address. So, um, apparently, you know, some of the big winners of the Soul Train Awards were, I guess, new winners were, uh, Lizzo and Summer Walker. Um, and they were in multiple categories with Ari Lennox as well. Um, Ari Lennox and Summer Walker are friends of the show. We... We wear y'all we out. Praise by the way. their albums. We love both of you, you guys. Um, I'm not the biggest Lizzo fan. She's I'm not, not really. Either, she's not my cup of tea. Um, I'm not taking nothing away from Lizzo. She's just not my cup of tea. She sounds like to me. It's more. She's like screaming more than anything. It's just not a vibe that I really like. But what I can say is, um, Lizzo is popish to me. She's not really soul. Okay. And Ari Lennox came out and made a public statement, made a few public statements on Twitter and on Instagram live, basically saying that, you know, she was very upset that she was nominated for like five awards. She didn't get no awards. She says that she made Shea Butter Baby for, you know, soul music. Like her whole intention was to make a soul album and she says she remained true to herself you know she didn't try to get the popular ear and try to go mainstream with her album she really kept it a soul album like a real true r&b album and i'm like i agree with that okay so apparently people um saw that as her like taking shots at lizzo because lizzo um won her best new artist or something um, over Ari Lennox and Lizzo's music is not really soul to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. there was some discrepancies there. And then Ari said some more things about like, why is she even trying? She wants to quit. This isn't for her. This is all a game of, you know, um, politics. And basically they're trying to get their numbers up these award shows. So they, you know, she went into the whole tangent. I can't say she was right about everything, but I can't say she was wrong about everything. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I, I agree with everything you just said as far as, you know, the and Ari about her making soul mute her album is just you can let me <laughs> say this. There are very few albums that I can listen to without having to skip through songs. Like there are very few albums. Like very few albums, records, you cannot just put it in and let that shit play these Girl, days. It's like she made a collective 
body of work that it's is a amazing. body of work her it's and summer walker I, I can play both of their albums non-stop summer walker i can do that too ari lennox i can do that too um i can do it with a few other artists but as we speaking on these th- this group here i feel really bad for ari um i do, so. I, w- I do because she does have a valid point but this is a cla- this is truly a classic case of things that have been happening at mm-hmm. white award shows they're happening at these black award shows like yeah. whoever's behind the scenes that are making these decisions and a part of me feels like it's not always the viewer's choice and it's you not know, the viewer's choice you no know, they have they have when i say they the behind the scenes crew the people that put these things together and the industry up industry they have the right and the power to be like these this is the criteria that each of these artists in order to be in this category this is the criteria that needs to be met lizzo Anybody would know that's not soul. It's not a soul album. It's it's nothing not, soul about it, her. I'm it sorry. It's a bebop, bop, 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 bop. You know, she's that, but she's in that lane. So there's yeah. no knock against her. There yeah. should be a category for her. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to, you know, if we're really going to honor our artists and give them, you know, um, the praises and the alcohol, whatever the word is, that they deserve, they should be held to a standard against people that are truly their equal as it relates to these awards. Um, Because it does them a disadvantage, you know what I mean? And one thing I do know is as humans, this is just in general, you know, we do like to be incentivized. A lot of times, you know, we do have people that just do work for the work, but there's a deeper meaning behind that work in appreciation that artists still or people in general still feed off of yeah so who knows like this could this could have made her Ari like you know what fuck this shit I'm not even gonna do it anymore hopefully she won't or she'll continue to make beautiful records and understand that this is just an industry thing it has nothing to do with her it's got everything to do with these execs that are behind the scenes making these decisions Mm -hmm. um but you know you just don't want your good artists to ever feel discouraged and that's not to say that they're always gonna win and you can't you know she you're went always- and deleted her whole instagram page yeah she took and- it really really hard and you know understandably so i feel bad know? for her i really do because i'm like girl well, first stop. of all who, like who i i mean i mean this with all due respect okay but i've never really seen anyone get mad about not getting a soul train award so it's like so it's like that girl really loved y'all soul train like y'all could have probably not given that award to lizzo she wouldn't have batted a fucking eye like a lot of people don't care about the soul train awards i'm not downplaying the soul train awards but i'm saying most of these major artists i love the soul train awards the soul train awards have gone down to me though absolutely and we as viewers that's one thing you know trying to see the black acts the the soul acts or whatever but as artists nobody really puts soul train awards on the platform like a fucking MTV award will come before Soul Train Award, like, to these artists. And then they hold, like, Grammys, Emmys, Oscars, all the way up there. All those white people award shows, like, those already take precedent over all the other ones. So it's just, like, this girl honestly didn't give a fuck about pleasing white folks and really made a black-ass album for y'all. And it's a good a album. A good album great album like it's we're a not great saying, album but it's not an album that most white people are even going to understand Absolutely. they're not going to listen to it 
Absolutely. And she knew that when she made it. And that was yeah. a sacrifice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Lizzo's music is mainstream. Most of Lizzo's fans are white. And that has a lot to do with her success. Like, yes, black people support Lizzo too, but white people really fucking support Lizzo. And that's why she's huge right now. Right. And it's fucked up. And I really would hope that some artists, true artists, step away from trying to get these the praise from these award shows because most of them are full of shit. They don't want you until you have a big buzz around you. All right. So the Grammys, they just released their nominations and Lizzo has like a new artist um, nomination, like a few of them. Nipsey has nominations and it's like these artists dropped their music two years ago. They, yeah. they should have been on last year's Grammy ticket, not this year's. But yep. now because they're hot, now because everyone's saying Nipsey's name, now because everyone's talking about Lizzo two years after her album came out, now they're on this year. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. And sometimes they use, like, when they wanted to suit their nominations, they'll say, oh, this album just didn't make the cutoff for the year. Mm -hmm. But when they want to push people through for viewership, they, they switch the rules all the way up. So it's just like, this industry is shady. Ari, if you're listening, girl, in our hearts, you won, okay? And I just think that we need to really have, like, I just wish we could really, as a people, as fans, could really create a platform on our own, like, instead of always having to, like, go through all these executives, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what we could do, but even when it comes to, like, Instagram and YouTube and just everything. I, just, I feel like we're the ones who create the buzz. We're the ones who drive the money. If we could just fucking cut out the middleman <laughs> some way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like an app on our phone and we really vote for who gets the award. Like, or something. You know, I don't know. It just seems like we really create have the our power. Award show. We just say fuck it and create start from scratch and we just create an award show. And we actually represent what we want to see and the changes we want to see. And we, you know, it may start out with 20 people, you know, a lot of artists may not even show up for the first year, but once the buzz gets, <laughs> once the buzz gets out there and they're like, damn, like they really represent for us. Like these are the, now these are the people that are actually measuring up within these categories. It makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, we can do that. You yeah, know, really let the people speak, you know, really let yeah. the people speak. Let the people speak. Speak to us. <laughs> speak to me, please. You know, award me, please. Speak to uh, me. Spotify has an award show. They just, they're I saw them. that. Yep. Yep. So that's we, dope. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. I'm thinking like, you know, everything is just all about streaming. Everything yeah. is all about the stream. It's a new all day. About the algorithms, all about the analytics. And it's a new day a new fucking day it's just all new and it's going to continue to we're going to continue to come up with all new concepts and pretty soon in five years it's going to be something totally out of this world where we're going to be like what the hell you know we went from vinyl to records to tape to cds to streaming like my god to damn holograms girl or holograms right right oh I, this reminds me Ugh, next hop topic Oh, this Whitney Houston shit. Oh, with Robin? Yeah, the book, the tell-all book, Whitney's secret lover, her ex-best friend, Robin, yes. who 
media has speculated this has been her girlfriend for like 20 years. They've talked about this for years. Years. Yeah. And I believe it. Oh, it's, I mean, it's clearly true. Yeah. You know? I believe it. I believe it. Now, after all these years, Robin is speaking out. She has her own book. She went on a whole damn press run. She hit up Red Table Talk. Yeah. Um, which I saw some of it. It was a very, very good interview. Jada's was it really? It really was because it was tasteful. It it wasn't as um. This is why I really fuck with Jada Pinkett and what she's doing because she's not typical media. So I saw some of the other interviews that Robin did, like on the Wendy Williams show. She did one for ABC, and they were just so like straight to the point. Like, when did you and Whitney become um, physically uh, attracted to each other? When did you guys have sex for the first time? When did you kiss? Like, it was just, oh, we want that drama. We want that that you know that tea. Right. But Jada has like an honest platform where she really just kind of lets you talk. You know what I'm saying? Robin was very comfortable at the red table talk and it wasn't like a forced conversation. Jada didn't really push for too much. It just flowed out in a very tasteful way. You and I just having a conversation. Yeah. Very tasteful. And it wasn't, it didn't seem like grimy, like Wendy Williams. Like the Wendy Williams interview was just fucked up. Wendy Williams is the extreme. (laughs) Wendy Williams is like a Tasha. She's the extreme. Like, (gasps) Don't go to Wendy thinking you guys are going to be palling it up. Hell, even her close friends, she still grills them. She'll be like, Nene, Girl, no, I love you. You know, you were in my Hot Topics last week. <laughs> no, you got to watch that damn interview. Wendy's didn't give two fuck because Robin was like, yes, I want to respect Whitney. And she was a beautiful person. And Wendy's like, yeah, so when was the first time y'all uh, kissed? <laughs> oh, okay. So basically everything I said um, came true in this book. Okay, yeah. I was saying this for 20 years, yeah. <laughs> Robin was like, Robin got pissed. Robin was like, yeah, I know you were saying this for 20 years. Me and Whitney was going to ride up there and whoop your ass one day, but, you know, we didn't do that. <laughs> and Wendy was like, what? What, my ass? She was like, it's just my job. I would have ran. I don't fight. I don't fight. I would have ran. <laughs> I was just like, Wendy doesn't give a fuck who Wendy. you are. <laughs> Wendy does not care. I'm telling you, she... Does that with her friends? She'll be like, you know, you know, I love you. You've been in our hot. <laughs> you were on my hot topics last week, but you know that this is just what I do. It's like, don't knock my hustle. Don't knock yeah, my hustle. Don't knock my coin. You know, I love you. I want you guys to work it out. Girl. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, Apparently. I've been hesitant to watch anything related to that just because I'm like, a part of me is kind of like, why now? You know, like what? Yes. The- like when that's I'm so how I feel shit up with the deceased if we are not talking about who killed Tupac and actually got the motherfucker who killed Tupac and Biggie or whatever the case is those are the kinds of things where you could be like all right I ain't gonna let this nigga sleep in peace because Girl. we need we have some unsolved but if it's like relationship first of all it's one-sided and that doesn't mean that I don't believe none of what yeah. she's saying it's just in any yeah. classic case where there is a deceased and they're not here yeah. to have a dialogue yeah with you in front of each other so we can kind of figure out what's true what's not then really this is just you could be saying whatever you wanted to say it's fucked up because i see both sides of it because she was put so like she this is her first time speaking in however many years since whitney died or whatever but she was put in so many stories she was in the bobby brown story she was in the whitney um documentary she was in the whitney movie she was in um 
Sissy's book about Whitney. She was in the Bobby Brown family book about Whitney. So she has been put in the story so many times and she never spoke on it. And it's like, I can see her wanting to kind of get her side of the story straight because she has been portrayed, portrayed so many times in media, but it rubs me the wrong way because it's like, if you just truly wanted to get your story straight, you would make one interview, you would do the red table talk one time and you wouldn't put something out there for consumption over and over and over and over again. Like the whole press run, the whole tour of you hitting multiple stops and interviewing with this person, that person, that's like a money grab. That's like you trying to get your coin up. You trying to make sure everybody buys this book and it's working because these YouTube videos have a bunch of views. People saying they bought the book. I downloaded like the preview to my Kindle. What I'm going to say is this book, <laughs> this is a damn elementary school read. Okay. This book is, I really wish she would have gotten a fucking co-writer, ghostwriter, editor, something. It is full of grammatical errors. <laughs> oh my God. There's no weight in any of the paragraphs. The sentences have no setup. It's really just a bunch of facts just being spitted out at you. Um, okay. And I like to read, so it was just very disappointing. I'm like, oh, I can't buy this book. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna get the footnotes or listen to the, uh, the YouTube videos about it. But yeah, you know, she seems like a good person. I feel bad for her. She's clearly still mourning the loss of Whitney. Um, cause clearly they never really, she always loved Whitney and Whitney always loved her. And even when Whitney was with Bobby Brown, allegedly, she still kept Robin around her. And she did because Robin was her maid of honor. Robin was here, that, and the third. And Robin says that eventually, just when the drug abuse got out of control, she had to move away. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Whew. Well, I'd be curious yeah. to know what some of our viewers think about that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I love Whitney Houston. I, it also know. was a statutory situation. Like, I think she talked a little bit too much. She told a little bit too much detail um, because she met Whitney when she was 19 years old. She was in her second year of college, but Whitney was only 16 years old. Oh. And during that summer, they worked at the same summer camp as counselors. Whitney was 16 turning 17 and Robin was in her second year of college and she was 19 years old. And she said that summer was when they had their first sexual experience. And the way she put it is our bodies touched for the first time. <laughs> I can't, I don't, I don't mean no disrespect. God bless Whitney's soul. I'm named after the woman. I love her. Okay. But I forgot your name. Oh my God, Whitney. Really? I forgot your name was Whitney. Yeah. In 1987 when she was popping, 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 popping. Okay. My mom. Your name is Whitney. We've been talking about Whitney this whole time, and duh, I'm such an idiot. I know, girl. I know. I was named <laughs> after her. I feel connected to Whitney, you know? So a part of me yeah. is struggling with this because, Robin, you were, like, her only friend who didn't spill her secrets for money, and now you just followed suit of everyone else. So it's unfortunate. Mm. Mm. I would hope nobody would do that to me. Girl, you know they're going to do it. You got some juicy secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna be rolling around in my damn grave like this motherfucker <laughs> i told them before i left this goddamn earth Girl. some shit goes in the grave 
God damn. Nah. Um, she needs to at least make like a scholarship fund with some of the proceeds. Or you got to do something to clean this up on the back end because it's just looking like a money grab. grab. So, I don't know, girl. All right. That's all the tea I got this week. Hmm. Well, I wanted to talk about Fabulous. Oh, what's going on with him? Girl. So, he did an interview um, with I need to look it up. Don't quote me. But he just recently did an interview on one of those like radio shows. It's not The Breakfast Club, but it's a show like that. And he described his relationship with his stepdaughter or daughter, I guess, you know, uh, Taina, which is Emily B's daughter from another man. Right. Um, And she's, their daughter daughter is dating rapper G, is it Herbo? Herbo? G Herbo, uh uh-huh. Yerbo. And he just fabulous, the dad describes himself as the OG for them, meaning, you know, he's there to give advice as far as relationships. He's like there to um explain to her his daughter, like, yo, he's a rapper, you know. So when he's in the oh. studio, when he's in the studio, he's in the studio. Like that's 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 his bread and butter, you right. know, like he was like, like the fisherman. He goes to the fish store. He was like the janitor. He's like the garbage man. He goes, picks up his truck from pick up trash cans. I cannot. He said, so the studio, you know, that's his, that's his work. And so you don't really need to be tripping like that. You know what I'm saying? If he say he at the studio, because that's where magic happens. So, you know, and I'm just like, can you take your own advice? Like, you know, you just, some people you just cannot take seriously. Like, I don't believe that if you're in a relationship with someone and let's say it's not going the greatest, I'm not one of those people that feel like you're above not being able to, or you shouldn't be able to give the next person advice. If it's like good advice, like if it's basic general advice, if it comes across judgy or very judgmental, then I'm like, okay, you're not the right person because your own shit's fucked up. But I do believe, hell, I get a lot of great advice from my single friends. You know, like, I I don't, what I will say is, is that I don't, just because someone is single doesn't mean they've never been in a relationship. So there may be something that I can come to, you know, you, let's just say yeah. for you. and you Being might, single and being in a fucked up relationship is two different things, like... Like, yeah, I'm single because I'm just not with someone right now. You're in a relationship that's fucked up and trifling, so you don't give relationship advice. Like I don't yeah. know, I feel like those are two different things. They are, but I mean, I'm just saying though. Like if, like, let's say Fabulous was like, you know, you know what, you're beautiful, Taina. You know, don't ever accept less than you know respect from a man. Like if, I'm saying, like, as in terms of like your general advice. Met, you know nothing too judgy like if you do this you're a hoe well hold on dad you like that type right, of advice right, right. no but okay. if it's just like you need to respect yourself or you know don't if this dude offers you this nah you better than that like I feel like that's more a lane for him but right. to be like I don't know he's like the OG and as if his relationship is not and has not been in public fucked up like who gave you the I am the relationship expert sword yeah, I don't know how they still show their face. I just don't. Get it. Up, honey, just like you, him and her, just 
domestic violence is one hell of an issue is what i can say because that shit right there you said bruh i don't mm, 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 mm. god bless them i don't know Now i know we um did we talk about april and little fizz the last podcast maybe probably maybe we did or we didn't what so it's been i mean this has been happening for a while now so it's kind of like old news but it's just funny because to me like omarion we're seeing a little bit more and more of him like we we knew he was obviously kind of unbothered but now he (laughs) we're actually seeing current pictures of him out and about just really looking real low-key unbothered i think he's even made a statement yeah, he had an interview. Like, didn't I, I didn't see it, but I heard him say like something. I'm happy for him. You know, it was like something yeah. real general, basic. Do you really believe he's unbothered? You got to watch that motherfucking. You got to watch that interview. That man could not give two fucks. Really? Facts. He doesn't care. He uh, don't care. Okay. He really doesn't care. Okay. He's like, he was like, the thing I care about is, you know, he's like, yeah, I care because it affects the mother of my kids. Like, I don't want her to be in not in a good place where she can't take care of them. He was just like, they should do what, you know, makes them happy. I'm doing what makes me happy. Why shouldn't they be able to do what makes them happy? <laughs> he's just like, yeah, like, you know, peace, love and fucking chicken grease. He don't give two fucks. And his media training is outstanding because every time they tried to take him there and make him drag somebody in the gutter, he just wouldn't go there. He just would not go there. Like this man has evolved spiritually, emotionally. He has really found some peace. Girl, I strive to be that level of unbothered, like, in my daily life. Like, everything. I thought I was unbothered until I saw that shit. I was like, bitch, I'd be too bothered. Like, I need to meditate or something because Marion is out here. Girl. Vibrating high. I have too many triggers. That's Um, why I see why he wasn't trying to do my show for $2,000. He's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) I'm higher than that. (laughs) They said you barely got a response. It was kind of slapping the face. I got a response. It wasn't a response, response I wanted. Thank you for the response that you got. Yeah. It actually is nice that they responded. It, yeah, yeah, he tried to, re- his booking manager responded and tried to sell me. Yeah. Ruben stuttered. For- I think we would take him, right? You wouldn't want him? No, girl. Who was okay. going to watch it? Well, Ruben was Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. I'll do Ruben for free E, free E. I'm not paying those $2,000 for Ruben Stutter. I will save my coin. Didn't they say Jay Holiday too, though? Jay Holiday's hot. He's a good commodity. He had them hits. Wait a I minute. I only know one song. <laughs> From Jay Holiday? Yeah. yeah, for like 15 years ago. That was my song. Oh, I'm going to put you to bed, to bed. I like that song. I also like It's Yours. It's Yours. I don't think I know that one, girl. That song, that's a bop. Like, that shit's sexy as hell. It's mm. a bop, 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 bop. And then, sed- what is the other one? Sedated, Seduction. Oh, I do remember that one. He had some good little hits. Suffocate. I suffocate, suffocate. with you. No, 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 no. Don't nobody know the words, girl. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. We, we should try to get Bobby Valentino. He seems like he'd be cheap. 
I'm going to save my little coin and God's going to come through for me because I got some projects coming through. So if you're in the LA area, expect something amazing because I am going to be, I am going to be promoting a show very soon, a live show with some amazing talent. We are going to be anticipating that. (laughs) Yes, I will fly down for the premiere. Absolutely. And I want you, we're going to be on the red carpet. I'm going to, honey, I'm not all the beautiful people. (laughs) Being one of the beautiful people. (laughs) (laughs) I need to reach out to Ari Lennox. Like, girl, this industry don't want you, girl. But I don't want you, girl. Let me get you in on this set, honey. We're going to blow you up, boo. Yes, that's real. That's really the route right there. For real, for real. I will take all of the industry uh, rejects or whatever. Fuck the industry. Ari Lennox is queen in my book. Like, she really came through this. Beautiful voice. The thing that I like about these artists, specifically as we talk about Summer Walker and Ari, um, is that their their voice is so refreshing. Oh, Um, yeah. I love real music. Um, Oh, how do you feel about Summer Walker's whole thing about her canceling her tour and she has social anxiety. She didn't want to hug her meet and greet fans. I mean, I get it. Um, I feel like. And didn't I tell you, I told you a few episodes ago, I was like, I saw Summer Walker and it was horrible. Yes, you did. Remember I told you that I was like, it was bad, but I still love the girl. But Still it was bad. Um, <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I feel a few different ways about it. On one hand, I feel like mental health is something extremely serious that mm-hmm. we as a culture, especially, we don't take as serious as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she has come out and is vulnerable in a way to share, you know, some of the reasons why she is the way she is, mm-hmm. is very brave of her, um, while still trying to give of herself in more ways than probably she even wants to do. Um, as yeah. far as her canceling some of the tour, cause Ashley had bought tickets months ago for her show here in Nashville. Did she cancel so, that one? Yeah. Oh, so they got the refund yeah. back. They already got the refund. But were you um, gonna go with her? No, I wasn't gonna go. Actually, I just started listening to Summer Walker literally a few months ago. Right. But I know you really like the album, so I thought maybe you um No, I like the album, but I mean it wasn't something that I had to go to. Right, right. And right at I this moment. You, like I'm like, still like kind of I, I like her a lot. Yeah. I, I play her every day. Now, like Ari her. Lennox, Ari Lennox can perform her ass off. Exactly. Oh, and my so God. I would love to be able to go to a concert. It just wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, here's my money. I'm going to go. It was more so like, ah, if they're still selling tickets to another one you. Two. you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't something, like, pressing for me. Yeah. But um, the fact that she canceled some of her tour dates, I kind of am on the fence about, like, I totally get it. She had to do what she had to do. But on the other side of it, where's the artist development part of that? Like, you know, could, could she not just get on stage and just sing and then just bow out? Don't do meet and greets. You don't need to sign any autographs. You don't need to be like, you know, kind of barricade her off in a way where the people contact, it's literally just a show. It's not interaction. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, this is, honestly, that's out. the thing. That's the issue. Know. Since this new era of streaming music and, and SoundCloud artists and people just getting famous off of like visibility on the internet, there is no more artist development. Like when I was growing up, oh, sorry. When I was growing up, I wanted to be A&R at a record label, but those don't exist anymore. Like they don't have those roles anymore. And maybe this will be an opportunity for the industry to say, Hey, artist development is still important. And we still do have some artists out here, even though they are uber successful, they still do need to be developed in a way so they can be more, uh, you know, mainstream because she is going to hurt her if she decides to not tour and she, you okay? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I thought it was nine one one girl nine one one. It's gonna hurt her if she um doesn't tour because when you tour you open up yourself to like so many different people. When you're streaming, people have to find your music. They have to go to your music, find it. But when you're in a city, some people will just go see you because you're in that city or because your headliner or the person you're on tour with is there. So they're gonna you're gonna gain new fans all the time. So. And people Me genuinely like to go to concerts. People genuinely do. still love, like, movies are becoming a thing of the past where everything is like, you know, I wish I could just order a movie at home that's out. But, like, people love concerts. Yeah, like, festivals still. are huge right now. It's yeah. such a money grab. So, like, that's where you make the, the bulk of your money these that's days. People aren't buying albums like that. But regardless, her streams are off the charts. She's going to make a mil- millions of dollars regardless. Um. Me personally, I don't care. I'm okay with her just sitting behind a fucking keyboard or whatever, a guitar, banging out songs and streaming them because I've already found her. So I'm already going to have that access to that gold. And I don't want to pay for, I don't want to pay to see an artist that feels forced to perform because you can feel it. And I was almost disappointed that I had even seen her in person because it made me think, a little less of her because I saw her and I didn't enjoy her in person. Cause usually it's the opposite. I'll see an artist in person. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I really love them now. Cause they brought that energy. They were amazing. And it was the opposite when I saw Summer Walker. So it actually hurt her. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these fans who pay for the meet and greet, they felt the same way. They're like, I don't even like her anymore because I saw her, her energy was so off putting. I don't even like her no more. And it's just like, don't force yourself to do these things because you're going to rub people the wrong way. People aren't going to understand your social anxiety. They're not going to understand that. They're just going to understand that they paid $300 to meet you and you're acting like a bitch to them. So, you know, it's, I see both sides of it because mental health is super important. But like you said, I think maybe artist development needs to take a part in her career. Absolutely. Anybody who is not used to fame Mm-hmm. should be coached and have that level of mentorship around them that helps them navigate in this world through Hollywood or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have seen it time and time again where we have artists, actors, actresses, um, and the list goes on that being in the spotlight, they've just gone downhill, whether it's peer pressure, whether it's them making these decisions to do things that they don't want to do that have ultimately forced them into, you know, maybe now they're doing drugs. A lot of people, we know these celebrities, they overdose. Like, you know, there's something there with that fame piece. Once you hit that fame piece, it, if you're not strong enough in the mind 
as well as every other aspect of yourself. And now we have the added layer of social media where everything is so instant. You will crumble. You will crumble because we've mm -hmm. seen it time and time again with artists that have been in the industry for years that they just can't handle it. You know, mm -hmm. something, something's going on to where somewhere something got lost and Bobby Brown is not the Bobby Brown that we knew once then. Elvis wasn't the Elvis that we knew once then, you know, uh, I could go on and Michael Jackson, you know, it's just certain things with fame. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I can, you know, on top of her having mental health issues or whatever and fame, I'm yeah. sure it's a lot. It's a lot. And I know that by her coming out in a vulnerable way with her um, diagnosis or whatever you call it, that does not make her feel better because a lot of the comments I've seen are very, very mean. Um, Girl, a lot. Because like you said, because a like you lot. said, people don't understand it. They don't really care about it. They just know that you have dope music. I like you as an artist and I want to see you in concert. I've paid. Um, yeah. That's why know? it's going to be a learning lesson for her, you know, yeah. either stick to what you know yeah. or expand yourself when you're ready and you have that support and that help. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. God bless her. God bless her. God bless you, Summer Walker. All right. That's all I had for tonight. Um, black excellence. Black, black coffee. Excellence, black coffee. No sugar. No cream. Um, I, I, really have I didn't really. I was hoping that you listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> the Amanda oh. Steele versus Sean King for the Rodney Reed case. Did you see the bickering with that? I didn't. I had so a I caught Amanda a too. glimpse of it. Um, mm -hmm. I caught a glimpse of it, and we talked about Rodney Reed, I believe, in our last podcast. You know, he was the one that was um, wrongfully convicted, allegedly, of mm -hmm. raping this white woman years ago. And there has been a substantial amount of evidence that have um, put him in the light of, like, okay, you're 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 not guilty. This could absolutely not be you. And so Sean King, he is, you know, by far one of, he's just an advocate um, as it relates to, you know, the rights of brown people, really all people, but we mm -hmm. see him being, speaking up against, for, uh, for us on our behalf in a lot of these situations. Amanda Seals, same thing. She speaks out on a lot of these um, racial issues. Just Amanda Seals is very, you know, well-rounded. Sean King and Amanda Seals, they got into it. Amanda her position on Rodney Reed, um, for those that do not know, Rodney Reed was granted, um, he was on death row. He was scheduled to be executed by the end of this month. Um, and just days before the execution date, they basically put a halt on the execution for like a minimum of 120 days until they could get everything sorted out because he possibly is exonerated from this. He possibly will be exonerated from this crime. Mm-hmm. Amanda Seals has come out and she's basically saying that Rodney Reed isn't as innocent as we may think he is due to some other things that people don't want to discuss. Um, and then Sean, he kind of combats that. And he's like, first of all, every, the first 20 things, whatever you just mentioned are all wrong. Like, there was no second woman. They, you know, let him off for that. There was no this. There was no that. You know, you can't just go on Google, Amanda, and read all these, read all this information and expect that all of it is, you know, now true. Like, you have to do your research and understand the facts. And so there was, like, this bickering banter between 
them that I felt was like kind of silly. Um, and if it is in fact that Amanda was spewing out, you know, fake news, that's not good because, you know, she has her own platform. She's got her own following and, you know, in these type of situations, you do want to make sure that you handle them with delicate care. Um, because, you know, we're talking about someone who was wrongfully convicted, who spent God, what, over 20 years in prison, you know? So hopefully that's just really what I wanted to bring to the light was just the conversation about, um, Roddy Reed and those two, um, advocates that I was like, Oh, I was like, why are they bickering? They usually, for this issue, they really need to be on the same side. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like, what are the, why are they arguing? Like what's, but it's wrong information being passed around. I mean, I feel this is so sensitive because I feel I see all sides of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, with stuff like this, I don't think anyone's ever always going to be on the same side because it's like, it's a matter of, you know, are you proven innocent? Are you guilt? It's still like a trial tribulation. Like it's still something that has to be proven, you know? And it's like it. And that's why it's such a sensitive thing. Like when it comes to like, um, death penalty because someone could be wrongfully convicted, someone could deserve it, but then they could also be wrongfully convicted. It's like, we never really know. It's like, how big is our faith in the legal system? You know? Well, and I hate and it because like, a lot of the evidence was not counted, you know? And this happens all the time. Like, that's my biggest thing is, like, why is it that, you know, if, if I'm raped or if I say that this person raped me, the very first thing I should be doing is going to get a rape kit to match DNAs, to do, like, that should be, like, implied, you know? A lot of these cases, they, they deny having a rape kit. They never took the DNA test. They never, like a lot of, that's the problem that I have with a lot of these cases. It's like the, the evidence uh, to help at least prove the theory that this person did or did not do it is not even being taken into consideration, which is mind blowing to me because that's what I would think that the legal system, even though I know the legal system is very fraudulent, I know this, <laughs> but I would think that at the very least we consider all facts mm-hmm. and all information or at least majority of it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm seeing consistently is, is that, Oh, they were not allowed to bring this part of this piece in to help prove this person to be innocent or guilty. Or there whatever. was a rape kit or there wasn't. A rape there was no rape kit. Oh, okay. It didn't exist at all. It didn't exist. No. Oh, okay. So what did they not allow as I don't know. I don't know oh, okay. the facts, but I'm just saying as I was like skimming to read, that was like, or even when I was watching Wendy Williams with Dr. Phil on there and he was saying that mm-hmm. there has been a substantial amount of evidence proving that this man is innocent. That mm-hmm. was never taken into consideration. Wow. That's like a, that's mm-hmm. like the, been the big thing. Like here's evidence that he didn't do it. Why is this not being looked at? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like why? So. Yeah. But. it's just a touchy situation because it's just like i know those type of things you just sometimes you just never know like i i he could have not done it you know what i'm saying but also just because you don't have a rape kit doesn't mean you didn't get raped so it's just like yeah that was just and i'm not you saying don't know. That. i'm not trying to sway that to be that yeah. way i'm just saying though that to help at least try to prove mm-hmm. you know that this is the person that actually raped me because maybe he had a mask on so I can't identify him but if his DNA matches you know 
that's the type of information that they're I'm trying to say did he kill someone too they're he trying did, to say he- yeah they're saying he raped her and then murdered her yeah and it's like with stuff i mean when you're gonna execute someone it was like it's just like you would think it'd be a hundred percent sure in stone like yes it's just ridiculous yes this um that's why i feel really iffy about uh, the death penalty because there are some things that are just so horrendous and i'm just like oh my god these demons yeah yeah execute them like but then another part of me is just like what if they really didn't do it like we don't know all the time you know and then it's just like you can never take that back if you execute someone and find out they didn't do it what right. can you do then you know nothing right. so ugh, it's just a sad situation so that's all i had for the black coffee no sugar no cream just um yeah i wish we had more positive black news but i don't really know anything either the only thing i had was the um uh, just an update about the the young lady who died alexis crawford uh, who was murdered by her roommate and uh, her roommate's hate, boyfriend it just gives me chills um i saw some of their court case online because they went to have their bond hearing to see if they were going to be um allowed bond but they will not be um apparently the girl the roommate she has been trying to like i guess strong hand witnesses so some of alexis's family she's been trying to contact and like basically intimidate them to not be part of the the trial she had withdrew from school she was trying to like leave the state so the judge was like, yeah, your bond is not, not going through. Um, denied. So, sorry. Yeah. Credit application. Denied, bitch. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It just amazes me that they really thought they could have gotten away with it. Like she thought that her withdrawing from school and moving back home with her parents would somehow exonerate her from this. Um, because the day that they killed Alexis, they... The next day they woke up, they went to a Halloween party and then she withdrew from school and started to like pack up all her things. Like she was going to go back home to her family um, in Detroit and escape this punishment. And it's just like, are, are people really this dumb? People are really this dumb to think they can just get away with murder. Like, I, I just and don't understand. With life, like, and that just goes to show that how young minded these people are too. Because you, evil. You know, age, age for you know yes some people have more mature you know are more wise than others at the same age you know but ultimately even if she did get away to move to detroit bitch they're still gonna find you they're gonna come to detroit and just haul you all the way back (laughs) and do you Mm. know what i mean like yeah the fact that her their minds were on such a low skill level to think one you could get away with this and then two you know that you withdrawing from school and moving out of the state as if that doesn't look guilty. Um, you know, it's just like, you just, all for a nigga that is crazy over a nigga (laughs) that is a professional criminal. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So now it seems like the way they're they're both of their lawyers are going, it's like, they're trying to pin it on each other and basically be like, Oh, well they really did it. And I just helped. So like now they're like, placing the blame on each other but at the end of the day they both attacked that girl in her own apartment um it's super tragic the details i don't know why i do this to myself and listen to these court cases and shit but i'm like addicted to like law and criminal yeah. cases and shit yeah. but 
these two people, when they attacked Alexis, she fought for her life. Like she was fighting the roommate. The boyfriend jumped in. He strangled her. The roommate put a plastic bag over Alexis's head and she fought for her life so much that she poked a hole into the bag trying to breathe. And when the detective found her body, they found the bag and the hole because basically Alexis was trying to breathe, but they strangled her um, externally because, you know, trying to kill her even when she was trying to survive. So that just shows you how evil they were. This girl fought for her life. She had a horrible death. I don't think no mercy should be given to them. They need to be up under the fucking jail for the rest of eternity. So y'all watch y'all back. All right. Wow, Whitney, you just dropped a load on me. You dropped a bone on me. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize the detail. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I hadn't been able to shake. I don't know why. I just felt so connected to this girl. I felt so bad for her. I know I've been in situations at that age um, in college that were very dangerous. Like, we could have got shot up fucking around with, you know, J-Bo and Chewy and all those fucking people from the past that all the drama we had. Happen now? <laughs> I'm just saying. Shit. Yeah. We've been name dropping. He's a he's a warrant. He's property of the of this fucking state at this point, and it's a cautionary tale because this, you know, we were wrapped up with someone who's who's in jail right now for murder, and it definitely could have went, you know, left just like this poor girl did. Same age and everything, twenty twenty one years old, and I went to school in Atlanta. Like when I went to school in Atlanta, I was attacked by this dude. Me and my friend. She had to stab the dude for us to get away. So it's been so many crazy situations where I could just see, like, um, it could have went bad for me. You know what I'm saying? So I just, and I felt connected to her. I felt really bad for her and her family. And it's just like, I just want everyone to really be, you know, safe. I'm so glad that I made it out of that phase of being, like, naive and hanging with the wrong people and, like, not being able to, like, see through people being older I feel like I can tell I can feel people's energy I don't really hang around that many people don't have everybody up in my house you know and we made it through that you know and it's just so sad that some people don't get a chance to make it through those bad decisions so God bless her family that's so sad oh that just breaks my heart it breaks my heart so many levels Yep. But everybody, ha- I just feel like we have to learn from these situations. Like if you have a bad feeling, if you're living in a situation that doesn't feel right, get out, leave. It doesn't matter if you feel silly about it. You know, Alexis, she had filed a report against her roommate's boyfriend and she said the energy was weird, but she still felt like she just had to stay there until, you know, she left for break with to go see her family during Thanksgiving or whatever. So, but it's like, has she known where it was going to go? She could she should have just left. You know what I'm saying? Don't force yourself to stay in something when you're, because your energy is going to let you know when people don't have your best interests at heart. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, it went the way it did, but hopefully we can just learn from this situation. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, people are just crazy. Yeah. Evil, evil, evil. Stay <sighs> prayed up, y'all. Jesus. Well, do we have, um, should we go into our listening letters? Yes, ma'am. Mine is really short. Yeah, it's mine's really just short a question too. that um, a guy wrote in about what age should he allow his daughter to date? 
She is 13 and she is basically in the letter. He was just saying, you know, she's been asking if she can go to the movies and, you know, not have to be chaperoned and, you know, I'm a trusting dad, whatever, you know, this is my baby girl. And, you know, what age is the right age for young women to begin dating without supervision or, you know, you allowing them to kind of, you know, yeah, okay, it's a movie. Go ahead. Have fun. I'll be back. You know, what age is the right age? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Uh, everything to me is happening a lot sooner. Um, and, yeah. it, you know, it's just a different day and age now uh, than it was then back then. I know that for me, I didn't start dating, dating until I was about 15. Um, my mom, she would allow me to go like in group dates, like with my girlfriends, we'd meet boys at the movies. Yeah. Um, I did that probably around 13, maybe 12, Same. 13, like I, maybe, I think 12 might even be too young, but maybe 12, 13, I want to say. I feel like at um, that age, you still got to like hide it. You still got to be like, oh, we're all going up. And yes. the boys meet you there, you know? Yes. It's, yeah, because it wasn't like, yeah, tell him to get, him and his friends to get in the car. We'll no, it was, who are you meeting up there? Okay, who's parent, you know, it was still like a, who is who, what are y'all fucking about to do? Because I'm coming back here to pick you up. So I would say, not necessarily, I would say look at your children and assess your children and their decision-making skills that could look like maybe from 13 to 16 range. Um, if you have a 13 year old who you feel like is very responsible, she makes a lot of great decisions as it relates to things that you've seen with your own eyes, then maybe 13 is the age for you in your household. If you're like, no, my daughter is fast as fuck. I have to, co she's constantly on punishment you know, whatever the case is, she does this, then maybe, you know, maybe 14, 15, you know, I think that it just, mm -hmm. I, parents, we know our kids, you know, we, mm -hmm. you know, cause this, <laughs> I was talking to another parent about this and we were basically saying, you know, when your child is the gifted one, like the AP class, like certain parents just, and it has nothing to do with the, the other kid being a dummy. It's just that, you know, like, you know, that nigga just gets you. You know, you could give him that fucking encyclopedia and he'll just read it all the way. You know, like, you know what, you know your kids, you know their responsibility levels. Yes, there is still going to be a component of sneakiness because that's just being a kid. But in the grand scheme of things, I would say um, assess your children's decision-making skills and, you know, and then and then an appropriate age to follow that. But I, I can't say 13 or 15 or, I, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> things are happening a lot sooner I have a girlfriend who um another girlfriend uh you know they're they're talking about stuff and doing stuff at nine you know not dating I mean just doing stuff <laughs> at nine years old nine you know oh, getting caught that. meaning getting caught doing oh. stuff like via social media and bananas and oh. cucumbers and it's, it, you don't even really know what the fuck you're doing. You just see it from school or on Instagram or, you yeah. know, but this is happening at like eight, nine, seven. Wow. So we can't even get to 13 <laughs> because so 
I guess that's my only two cents on that. I don't know. I don't know a right age. I, I really don't. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I mean, I would think around like 16 would be acceptable, but I mean, I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> you know, but then again, when 16 I think it just seems 15, like a so dating age, like, oh. It does. It does. Like a true date. Exactly. A true date where your parents are like, okay, that's fine. Be here in the house by nine. <laughs> you know okay well i don't know it. but i don't know though <laughs> yeah, well, you know <laughs> each his own why do people do that they put they say what they say and then at the end they're like i don't but i don't know <laughs> Who because me? that's if what you're you supposed to up, do don't come back to me because i said i don't know but when you know you're not perfect you need to say look this is just my opinion I'm not telling you what to do because I ain't fucking perfect. So but I don't know. Only God knows. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. It's your life. You know. If I it. was you, I would do this, but I'm not. So I don't know. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh Lord. So but my question. <laughs> oh shit. This is so funny. This question is like a trend on our show. Um So it says, hey, y'all, I wanted your advice because I'm not sure if I'm being petty or not. LOL. (laughs) A few few months ago, I was having a convo with one of my really good friends about dream weddings. I told her what my dream wedding would be, even though I am completely single. Fast forward a few months later, she got engaged. She's been in a relationship for quite a while now, so I was very happy for her. We met up recently and she started to go over her plans for her wedding. And wouldn't you know it, she stole my dream wedding idea. Same location and setup as the one I had described to her months ago. It's like she didn't even mention that she got the idea for me. Now, clearly, I am completely single and I have no idea when I will ever get married, but I still feel a way about her stealing my dream wedding idea. Do you think I'm being petty? No. <laughs> No, bitch, you got that idea from me. <laughs> You're trying to be me, bitch. I can give you the recipe and the sauce, and it still is not going to come out as my dream wedding, okay? Um, yeah, no, you're not being petty. She's petty, and she knows what the fuck she's doing. We are too old to be explaining to motherfuckers where they got you fucked up at. No, bitch, you knew that that was my dream. I'm single, satisfied and single now, but when I'm ready, <laughs> my man at the altar, bitch, you need to find a new location. Like, this, this, just, that's just that's just that. You need to find I know. That's so why I feel like you got to keep shit like that to yourself. You have to. People, because people, at the end of the day, they, some people like to morph into you. And... It may not even be a situation where she's trying to copy. <laughs> not more if I can. Yeah, girl, okay. more to you. Um, yeah, because you'd be like, bitch, you better look like me. You know? Um, I just think that, yeah, no, that's fucked up. I'm so tired of, in these types of, I've been in too many of these situations. So I really feel some type of way about stuff like this. Because I've been in situations where, yes, people can give you a compliment. Oh, my God, I like your hair. What kind of hair is that? And I'll tell you, you know, okay. And then you may even go and get it done. Like, that's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. if it becomes a situation, girl, where do you get that outfit? Girl, where did you, where do you be going here? Where do you be doing this? It's like, damn, bitch, like, 
and something yeah. as elaborate as a wedding idea and it's the exact same wedding idea that you have that now she's trying to do i am offended I think the real issue comes in when a person doesn't acknowledge where they got that inspiration from. For me, it's like, both. Even if you did acknowledge, I'm still pissed. Absolutely. But I feel like, I, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't be that pissed if they acknowledge that they got the idea from me or whatever, or maybe even been like, you cool with it, right? I don't know. But I feel like it's a different level of crazy psycho bitch when you do it and don't even acknowledge like you act like it was your idea or this is your style or this is your fashion or like for I had a friend who I was saying I'll tell you I'm not gonna name no name but I have a friend who said that you know she wore that she had this one purse that she used to wear every day and you know a friend of hers asked you know hey girl where you get that purse from blah 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 so she told her just very casually the next day or like a few days later, she saw her friend with the same purse, but like in a different color. And the friend just like, didn't mention it, didn't bring it up, didn't anything. And my, my friend was like, Oh, I see you. Like after a few days, she's like, Oh, I see you got the purse that you asked me about. And she was like, Oh yeah. I just love this purse. I love, um, I already, I love this type of style. I wear this type of style all the time. So it's like she she made it seem like, oh, did I ask you? But like, it was like she didn't even acknowledge that she had gotten the idea about the purse and got the info from her. It was like, oh, girl, no, I wear stuff like this. <laughs> like, it was like, what? That's, but that's, but that be the type of shit that people so, do. That's and a whole different level of fucking crazy. I have, I, 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 like I said, I've been in a lot of situations where, um, when I say a lot, I mean probably like three or four, which is way too many. One in particular, I had a girl, and we were friends at the time, and it just felt like if every time I brought up something, it was like, oh my God, me too. I love that too. Oh my God. That's like, so that way it really wasn't like it was all me. It was like, we both think the same thing, but it's like, Every time you bring up something, I'm never like, oh my God, me too, me too. It's like, if I come up with an idea or if I want to do something or if I want to wear something, it's like, I can't even tell you what I'm wearing before I go to a party because, you know, there's those people. Like, what are you wearing tonight, girl? Oh, probably a black da-da-da-da-da. Oh, okay. They show up to the party in the black da-da-da-da-da. You know, so, or, or I don't say anything. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm wearing tonight, girl. You know, I just probably will just put on something light soon as I see the girl, I'm all dolled up and they're like, oh, bitch, why do you need to tell me? Da-da? Why do I have to tell you what I'm doing so you can do what I'm like, just wear what you want to wear? I, you know, like it becomes too much. And I feel very strongly about this because I do believe that there are some. Well, people- I see that part because I do like people be like, oh, what are you wearing to that? So like, we're all like, so I'm not overdressed or like super no, underdressed. Like, and everyone's no, wearing, like what I'm speaking about gala attire. I'm oh. talking about all the time, like all the time. And it gets to the point where if I don't say what I'm wearing, that person gets offended. Like it was a personal thing. Like it just be like shit like that. It just, it's just, people are weird. People, people are, me and my sister were talking about on the phone the other day. People are weird out here. They're just some weird fucking people. And I am so, this is like me talking kind of off on a ramp, grand tangent. <laughs> I have a very, very small family, but we are extremely, extremely, extremely close. I have friends in 
I have friends that have these huge families and they are so broken to the point where hell, even my husband, he comes from huge family, but they only talk to one, a lot of them don't even like each other. And then two, the family within the family are siloed. So it's like, you only talk to, oh, you yeah. know, when people meet me and they see how my family operates they're like god you guys are you guys talk to each other about everything you guys are on the phone all day every day like you guys like we're, we're just super super close I've always wanted a big family or I've always been like oh I wonder what it's like to be a bit in a big family but it's so funny to me when I meet people who have big families but yet they're still so like it's like girls yeah those like I like 21st cousin I don't talk to none of them girl I don't know who I may talk to one you know, the other one's a funny acting. I don't talk to, you know, it's just interesting to me. Um, I don't even know what my point was on getting off on this. Oh, people are weird. Just people are just fucking weird. So <laughs> I just have to literally my, my circle is the size of a fucking dot when it comes to friends and people who know my business and, um, yeah, you know, cause I would hate to feel like I can't share with you my business idea with fear of you taking it. Right. Like, oh, I want to hold on to this idea is, you know, me as my best, 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 best friend, if I should be able to share at least anything, I may not tell her how I'm about to do it, but it's, I, I have something brewing on the inside of me. I want to be able to share it with her, but I don't want her to feel like she's going to take my idea or take it to someone else to say, like, the, I know people like that. Like, I know people like that, unfortunately, but it happens. So hopefully you guys can work this out with the dream trips. I would be offended just because it sounds like it's an elaborate concept. You know, I could see if it was like, oh, I want to get married at the Moon Palace. And then she's like, oh, I want to get married at the Moon Palace. But if it's like, you know, this is your royal dream I'm wedding. I'm thinking it must just be probably like the same location, the same type of setup. Maybe. I don't know. She didn't That's know. what I'm saying. The setup. It could be the same location. I don't have an issue. But if it's like the setup, the colors the right. orchestra right. if it's like all those details that to me would drive me yeah. insane that's all i'm saying but like you said you can you can steal the recipe but you can't you know you can't. get the sauce or whatever it's called shit i don't know you can't you, you can't can do it like i'm gonna do it and that shit's still gonna taste <laughs> like fucking yeah kanye plates you're actually. not gonna do it how i'm in it. that's just happened like I, i'm a part of you I, I see both sides because a part of me, I feel like imitation is the, is the highest form of flattery. Like sure. a lot of people, Absolutely. they're not creative enough. They're not Absolutely. out of the box enough. So they need to get ideas and inspiration from other yes. people. So it is a part there of are okay. those kinds of people. Yes. But know the difference, you know, know the difference between right. someone who, and I feel like when people give you the, your credit and being like, oh, I feel like that's a whole different story, you know, but when people, like I said, try to hide it, that's that single white female shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks for writing in, you guys. Thanks for writing in. Oh, if my you God. Want to send your listener letter? You can email us, blackcoffeeandt312 at gmail, or you can DM us at BCT Podcast. We've been getting so many more letters. We get so many. Yep. And we're about to hit 10,000 subscribers. Hey. Um, well, 10,000 followers on instagram we'll probably be at ten thousand by the end of the week of next week maybe sooner and we will be launching something super special if y'all are not following make sure you do follow make sure you subscribe to our youtube black coffee and tea um podcast we are going to be opening a website we're in the works of getting everything wrapped up with our store 
and we are going to have a major giveaway. So there's going to be some codes coming out to y'all with some opportunities to get some free merch from our store. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Keep it locked. Before we go, who are we teabagging? Oh, I finally, I forgot about teabag, girl. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Um, who am I going to teabag? Hmm. I'm a teabag. I want to teabag Princess and Ray J, but I'm going to just teabag Ray J because Princess is pregnant. <laughs> Keep y'all motherfucking asses off social media. Keep y'all motherfucking asses off the of fucking Instagram live, off of social media, off yes. of everything. Yes. Get your life together. You have a whole child coming into this world who didn't ask to be put into this nonsense now. This kid ain't got shit to do with love and hip hop. Y'all are wrong for this. Yes. Get your shit together. Because guess what? When this baby's born, everybody's going to be thinking about, damn, your parents fucked up. Your parents fighting on Instagram live. They're not even going to be thinking about the baby's life. So you're teabagged. I want to teabag um, Dennis, Portia's fiance. Ooh, yes. And I'd love to teabag him for several reasons. The obvious one is cheating while she's pregnant. I mean, that goes without being said. At least wait till the baby's out, I guess. There's not really a great way to cheat, but seems like waiting till she's pregnant doesn't seem like the best time to cheat but then also asking for the <laughs> ring back you know like i'm not saying there's a great time to cheat but certainly not when someone's pregnant and Girl. you're about to marry them that that just does not seem like the appropriate time. it's like is there any respect anymore is there any respect no. um but yeah just asking for the ring back that was very cornball move it was very whack and uh shame on it all and I hope Portia finds the happiness that she deserves um especially now that she's a mom so you know you gotta you got somebody else to look out for now child so Dennis you are teabagged you might see back for the week mm. hate so. to be you hate to be you Dennis <laughs> <laughs> oh, this right. has been great y'all keep until it locked until next time peace bye if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the Black Coffee and Tea podcast available now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to be a part of the BCT fam, make sure you follow us on Instagram at BCT Podcast. Until next time. <laughs>